1: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win.
0: No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes Stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, what's shaking Red Nation? This is Jeremy Brenner with another episode of The Dream Take presented by The Dream Shake. Come of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. And today we're going to talk A little bit more about this Christian Wood trade, uh, kind of a continuation of our last episodes. Go check that previous episode, our emergency podcast on the Christian Wood trade to get our instant reactions. I'll be providing a little bit of the 24 hours later reactions here, and we'll also continue our prospect breakdown. We've got three prospects to talk about today with uh, Ty Ty Washington, Shadon Sharp, and Oshai Baji, But first, let's talk about this trade. For those that are listening live on Spotify Live, if you want to come up, hit that speak request button. We can talk this out. More than happy to have a conversation with you. But I'll just speak to myself about it. You know, sleeping on this trade, the more I am happy about it. Um, you know, I was happy when the news broke as a fan because... This move was just inevitable. You know, the writing was on the wall, as a lot of people are saying. And it was just time. It was time to move on. At first, you know, when Christian Wood came to Houston, he signed on to be that big man that James Harden needed. And we signed him for a very, a very reasonable price. And it seemed like a win-win for everyone. But the team that Christian Wood signed on to was not the team that exists today. So that is a big reason why I think the Christian Wood era failed in Houston. His role in Dallas with Luka Doncic is more along the lines of what he was supposed to be here in Houston with James Harden. So hopefully he can go to Dallas and become that. Um, I don't think that Houston was the right place for him, but I think that Dallas might be a better place for him to hold his career. And now that I've seen kind of more details about the trade and, and who's going to stay and who's going to go, it seems like the team's going to keep Bobon. um, which I'm kind of, I, I kind of think is funny. You know, we'll have like a, a running joke over the next couple of months, hopefully that, that Boban is, um that he's like the best player on the team. I'm totally about that. This is Bobon's team. Um, like how much help does Bobon Marjanovic need? You know, Trung saying that he gets another HGV commercial, definitely in the cards for that. I could see it. Could you imagine like uh, Bobon with like, I don't know, Bobon and Kevin Porter in an H E B commercial together. That, that'd be perfect. I'd love to see that. So H-E-B, call your boy Boban up. Let's get this going. Uh, it doesn't seem like Marquise Chris is going to stay as he's undergoing rehab. doesn't seem like Trey Burke is going to stay. He's got a player option uh, that he can opt out of. I don't know if he'll opt out of it or not. Um, but and, and it seems like Sterling Brown is going to be waived too. I think Jonathan Fagan tweeted about that. Um, so we've got... You know, obviously, but when you make this trade, you look at the 26th pick. Um, And something that I didn't mention on the last episode uh, yesterday was that this trade, um, well, I mentioned the part that this trade isn't official until after the draft, but what we could see is any one of these 28 other teams in the league coming in and making this a three-team trade. And that's something that I just wasn't thinking about at the time, uh, given so much was happening all at once. But now that I've thought about it, I think it's very likely that this becomes a three-team trade, um, at least a three-team trade. You know? uh, now team, every team knows that this is happening, so if they want to hop in, because I think the Rockets at this point, with three first-round picks expected to come their way, they're going to want to have at least, uh, they're going to want to have a chance to go up in the draft and they won't necessarily be able to trade 26 themselves, but if they are included in this trade, maybe they go out and maybe they get one of these $3 million, you know, expiring contracts and maybe they help get the Rockets a little bit higher up, but I've got Jacob here with the speaker quest button. So I'm going to let him up. Uh, Jacob, you're on the dream take. How you doing brother?
1: Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. What's going on? Good. Um, I had some time to think about the trade as well over the last day or so, and I've um come to like it. Basically, I think it's like the same move where the Rockets benched um, John Wall for the season last year to open up playing time for Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. But we're actually getting a return out of Christian Wood, expiring deal, even – if It's just a bunch of salary filler. I do think that, um, uh, that Raphael Stone is going to do something with that extra first round pick, as you just mentioned. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of the deal personally. He's got ammo, he's got ammo, yes, exactly. Because you can use
0: these like expiring deals, deals or the 26th pick and you can turn it into something else.
1: else. Yeah,
0: we don't know what that's going to be yeah, yet, and there's no guarantee. guarantee that it It is going to be something else. But given where the Rockets are at this point, given where they're going, and given just Felstom's track track record in the draft and beyond, uh, beyond, I think think there's another move coming.
1: Yeah, and I definitely hope they try and uh, trade up to maybe like the mid-lottery area, because I know you guys discussed on previous podcasts how four first-round picks last year, and then if we kept all three of our picks that we now have in the first round this year. That's seven first or second guys. That's not a lot of playing time to go around for everyone. So, yeah, hopefully they can find a way to um, package a couple of those picks up. Jacob, I got a question for
0: you. Jacob, I got a question for you. Are Are you going left or are you going right? Left because <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can hear, can hear, hear i can, can hear, hear that, that little indicator keep, keep it on, on because you need a texas texas, <laughs> texas drivers i'm assuming you're in texas right now but Texas.
1: yes i have i have the the podcast on bluetooth so no worries I'm glad that you do that. there
0: you go uh, anything, else, uh, anything before else before we, else before we, we switch, switch out
1: i think that's all um, uh, i'm looking forward to the draft it's next thursday right
0: Next Thursday. Next Thursday. Yeah,
1: so looking forward to see what happens between now and then, and, of course, on draft night. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I, I, I think that this move, move happening a week before the draft, it gives teams enough time to think about possibly coming in with the Rockets here, and it also offers the opportunity uh, for the Rockets to kind of get their ducks in a row before before next week, get things going, but uh Jacob, appreciate you coming up here and talking rockets with me. take it easy, brothers brother Thank you all right, so now that we've got the wood stuff out of the way, just to kind of put a bow on it before we move on to some prospects here, you know i think I think the trade ultimately is a win win for both sides uh it's it's It gives teams more potential to get to where they want to go. It gives Dallas a better option in the front court. You know, like last year I feel like they kind of abandoned that with Kristaps Porzingis when they traded him uh in at the trade deadline. But I do think now that they cuz they kind of did miss that a little bit. Although I think it did improve their their defense overall. I'm curious to see how they how they are going to make Christian Wood into uh, respectable defender. I, I hope that they can do that, but uh, given his defensive efforts the past two seasons in Houston, it'll be a challenge, that's for sure. But now kind of to pivot into this draft here, we're a week away from draft night. I'm recording this on uh, Thursday, the 16th, The draft Thursday, the 23rd. Uh, this episode should go out on Friday, the 17th. So With everything going on with the draft, now these prospects, the Rockets are pretty much game for any of these guys, you know, Uh, and and that's something that we mentioned when we started this series a couple weeks ago was, uh, you know, yes, this guy might not be in the Rockets range, but this player might be able to uh, work in to the Rockets somehow and this is how you work into the Rockets because now, with the 26th pick, it not only opens doors for the back of the first round, for the early second round, those prospects, but with the potential now to trade up, there's a chance that any of these guys could become Rockets. The Rockets are really just, they have potential to go out and get whichever guy they want um, as long as a team is willing to trade. Uh, in with them, or maybe they'll be able to stay. Like, there's there's a lot of potential for this Rockets draft, and I do think that they're going to get a bunch of guys that are at the top of their draft board, which should be really exciting. Um, one of those guys might be Shadon Sharp, um, who's the first prospect we're going to talk about today. You know, Shadon Sharp, we've seen him um, go from possibly the number four pick, all the way down now to the end of the lottery. Um, It seems like Shadon Sharp has also just not had a very good pre-draft process. Um, He basically, for those that aren't fully aware of Shadon Sharp's story, he was, he enrolled at Kentucky this past spring, but he is draft eligible this year. And He opted to – there was a chance that he might go to – that he might go back to school in Kentucky. He never ended up playing a game in Kentucky. He was – he never – he played similar to Ennis Cantor because Ennis Cantor also committed to Kentucky, was on the roster, but never played. Um, And Ennis Cantor ended up being the third overall pick in his draft class. Um, But now Shadon Sharp, also likely a lottery pick despite not playing in – in in college and a lot of people are concerned about that you know they're like he didn't play basketball at all last season so there's a lot of concern as to whether all this hype is going to turn into something because if you look at Shadon on sharp uh you know six five two hundred pounds uh can defend multiple positions he can play multiple positions he's a guy that can go out and get you buckets when you can, like he's exactly the kind of guy you want. But, and it's a big but here, is is what's on paper going to show up on the court? And there's no proof of that because he hasn't played a level higher than high school. And while he excelled in Canada in high school, there's no guarantee that that's going to translate into the NBA. And I think teams are a little bit concerned. That's why a lot of teams, even as high as the Magic, who are picking number one, have interviewed him or worked him out. And I've heard from you know insiders and read their things and researched, and it doesn't seem like they are very appreciative of what he's been able to do during these workouts. And I think that's why you're seeing him slip a little bit. And you're seeing guys like Dyson Daniels rise up you're seeing guys like you know Keegan Murray those those players are seen now as probably higher on on team's boards than a shade on sharp I think ultimately shade on sharp is going to find a a team that is just willing to take a risk on him Um, a team that that can afford to take a risk Um, the Indiana Pacers come to mind at number six as a team that could possibly bite but there's no, like, I don't know. I, I personally am just very confused by on Sharp. I don't know if he'll be able to play a whole lot in the NBA this upcoming season. I could see a scenario where he ends up being the biggest bust in this class. But I could also see a scenario where he's one of the better players in this class. There's really a whole lot of mystery surrounding him, which makes him a very intriguing prospect. But that Mr e, because you're going into the draft you want to be able to know as much about these guys as possible and with sharp it's just limited which makes him extremely difficult to judge and i think in a class like this which is deemed a weaker class than most um that's why shade on sharp is probably going to be one of the higher picks because the boom potential there like there's a lot of safe players i feel like in this draft um, but there aren't a whole lot of players with a whole lot of superstar potential after the third pick. So taking a guy like on Sharp, it gives you that in somewhere in the middle of the lottery. And I don't necessarily think the Rockets are going to come from 17 and 26, trade into the end of the lottery, and go out and get him. I don't think that's a viable option for the Rockets, but it should be interesting. Um, I hope a team like New Orleans may take him because I feel like New Orleans can afford to take a player like that. Um, And I think he could actually fit pretty nicely there next to CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram. I actually think that could be a really interesting fit. So we'll see where Shadon Sharp ends up on draft night. I don't think it's going to be Houston, but we'll see where he ends up. The next player we're going to talk about is a player that's been mocked to the Rockets frequently especially at the number 17 spot, it's Ty Ty Washington from Kentucky, a point guard, six foot three, really strong score. And that's, that's why he is viewed as, as a high level talent. Uh, one of the best uh, high school players in the class of 2021. And he's just, a he's like, he's got really good size for a lead guard. He, even though he's six, three is a six, nine wingspan. Which is really huge, and but I feel like he's not necessarily the guy that's going to go and be in your starting backcourt for a contender. I feel like he's a good first guard off the bench. Kind of reminds me a lot of like Spencer Dinwiddie, a player like that, which I think the Rockets could use. But like I've mentioned in the past, they are extremely high on Dacian Nix, and I just don't see a scenario where Dacian Nix and TyTy Washington are coexisting on the same roster. Uh, They're both going to be fighting for minutes. Ultimately one is going to knock out the other. So I am not a fan of Ty Ty Washington at 17 for the Rockets. um, I think that he could go to a team like, like a Minnesota. um, Like that is a decent location for him. I also like the idea of him going to like the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks maybe they reach for him at 11 I wouldn't actually say that's a huge reach but it it could happen maybe Cleveland at 14 uh, with Colin Sexton leaving the team maybe he's a nice little backup guard option I don't think they're going to keep Rajon Rondo there for much longer they do need a a younger guard off the bench and I think that he could become that guy that that's probably where I see Ty Ty Washington having the most impact um, in in his career right away if he goes to a place like that. um, I just for me Houston, I just don't like. I think he's a great player, and I think that he could have a really good career in the NBA. I just question his fit in Houston. I, I just don't know why a lot of people are thinking that he's the guy in Houston. Um, you know, like Dacian Nix is. I feel like Dasha Knicks has earned at least one more season. And like, like Sean mentions, there will be good point guards in every draft. Uh, you might as well see what you have in Knicks, And I think that's, that's the mindset the Rockets are, are taking at this point is they're looking for a guy they, they, they have Dasha Nix. He killed it in the G league last season. Let's see what you got. You, you've got him already. signed in the contract for the next three seasons uh, with paying him very little money. Um Less than what Ty Ty Washington would make as a first round pick, so i i'd be i'd be surprised if the Rockets went with Ty Ty Washington or a point guard like Kennedy Chandler or someone like that. But the last guy we'll get to for this episode of the podcast is Oshai Babji from Kansas. Uh, four years he played at Kansas, so he's got a lot of college experience, and he was the best player on the national champion, which there is a lot of merit in that, I'd say. Uh, You look at Davion Mitchell and where he came from. he He was playing zero minutes, basically, at Auburn before he transferred to Baylor. He ends up leading Baylor to the national championship, goes up and then gets drafted in the top 10, even to a team like Sacramento that really didn't need a player like that. So I think that just goes to show how... Players that do well in college fare in the draft, um, at least in recent memory. Um, but I feel like with like Baji, he's definitely someone that um, that teams that are looking to contend next season would value over others simply because th- he doesn't need like much more development per se. Um, every draft pick needs to develop their game one way or another, but players that played four years in college have played in the national championship have won in the national championship need a little bit less. So I could see a scenario where like teams at the end of the lottery, maybe uh maybe like 15 to 17 range. I mean Houston's right there, so maybe you like maybe Houston does take a shot. Like he's got everything you like he's a six five guard can you know defend multiple positions. He's got Everything you want with that. Uh, last year at Kansas, 18.8 points per game, shot over 40% from three, five boards per game. He's very talented. And he should be seen in high regard going into this into this draft. I think in the summer league, should he play in the summer league for whichever team takes him in the draft? I think he could be one of the better players in the summer league. Uh, but you're looking at, like, Charlotte at 15 could make sense. Uh, Atlanta at 16, I like that fit. The Bulls at 18, I also really like that fit as well. Um, I just, the Rockets could use a guy like that. But I question whether him and Josh Christopher, they both play very similar roles. So I question how much Christopher's role will be diminished or will be challenged. If If Oshai Baji comes to Houston, and that's the thing is like, yes, you want to bring talent in, but at the same time you now that you have a lot of pieces together, you do need to start thinking of how are these pieces gonna mesh together um and how are they going to work together, and will they will they complement each other and I don't know if Oshai Baji really compliments uh Josh Christopher, I feel like he might be able to with other players I, I feel like with Like he could be the, he could be like a good three next to Green at Porter, but I don't know long-term if, if Oshai is the answer. I also think that there's a good chance that he is not on the board before the Rockets get to choose at 17. So that's, that's all I've got to say about, about the three Rockets here, uh, or the three prospects that could become Rockets, uh, in six days time when the draft comes on June 23rd. Uh, this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the dream. Take be sure to follow us on Twitter at the dream. Take and at dream Shake SBN head over to our website, thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston rockets at ESPN.com. We'll be back over the weekend. We'll record with Mike and I, Mike had uh, something with work come up today. So I'm taking over for now and we'll get back together on the weekend for another new show. And then Tuesday, he'll close out with some of his prospects that he's discussing. And then Thursday night, Mike will definitely be doing something live during the draft. I hope to join him if I can. That'd be ideal, but don't want to confirm that just yet. But we're really excited to welcome the new Rockets uh, less than a week from now. Super exciting, guys. Draft season is officially, officially here And we can't wait to continue talking about this Rockets team in the next couple of weeks. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like to do so at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of The Dream Taken. Until next time, go Rockets.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com.
0: Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.